Welcome to Living Simply, a guide to mindful living and mindful parenting with your host, Dr. Gina. Hi, everybody. We're live and we're going to talk about the ingredients of a healthy relationship. And basically, you're going to assess if you're in a healthy relationship or not. And we're going to talk about red flags. So let me start by sharing my screen. Is your relationship healthy? So I'm going to read to you a few statements. And these statements will allow you to determine what's the quality of your relationship. So here we go. Do you and your partner have fun together more often than not? Do you enjoy spending time separately with your own friends as well as with each other's friends? Do you always feel safe with each other? Do you trust each other? Are you faithful to each other if you've made this a commitment, right? So uh, some people have open marriages, open relationships. So if, it, if it's open and agreed upon, then um, honesty is involved there. Do you support each other's individual goals in life, like getting a job or going to college? Do you respect each other's opinion, even when they're different, do you solve conflicts without putting each other down, uh, without cursing at each other or making threats? Do you both accept responsibility for your actions? Do you both apologize when you're wrong? Do you have equal decision-making power about what you do in relationship? Do you each control your own money? Are you proud to be with each other? Do you encourage each other's interests, whether it's sports, extracurricular activities, hobbies, etc.? Do you have some privacy? Your letters, diary, personal phone calls, your texts, your cell phone, are they respected as your own? Do you have close friends and family who like the other person? and are happy about your relationship? Do you never feel like you're being pressured for sex? Do you communicate about sex if your relationship is sexual? Do you allow each other space when you need it? Do you always treat each other with respect? So these are a few uh, examples of um, healthy relationships. So it allows you to start seeing are these present and these are a good sign. You know, many behaviors that society socialize um, women to interpret as caring, attentive, and romantic are actually warning signs for future abuse. So let's go into red flags. You know, I'm going to spend more time on what's not healthy than what's healthy 
And automatically you will know that if these things aren't there, then your relationship is most likely a healthy one. The reason I wanted to talk about the red flags and the early warning signs is, is exactly that, because we're in a patriarchal society, women have been raised to be nice, and many behaviors partners have, we think are flattering, oh, they must love us, um, but they're actually warning signs of future abuse. So let's start with red flags that you might see early on in the relationship. And often uh, with the women I work with, and it's the same for men, you see the signs, it doesn't feel right, but you'll excuse it or you'll think you're imagining it. Something's wrong with you when really your gut feeling really knows and you just ignore it. So here are a few examples. The person wants to go fast in the relationship, right? They say, I love you very quickly. They want to be physical really quickly. They talk really quickly about marriage and kids and moving in. And <clears throat> a lot of women will think, wow, this person really loves me if they're talking about that. And then they go into their imagination and make up stories around that and they fall hard in love with that person based on these little signs. <clears throat> Another red flag is the person takes control fast and makes all the decisions. So that too can be tricky because you're like, wow, it's so cool. He picked the restaurant or she, um, they're taking charge. I like that. I like being taken care of but it's not a healthy way of being taken care of. So that's another red flag. The person can be ne negative about everything, you, your decisions, your friends, family. And this usually is done in a subtle way, right? When things are obvious, it, it's, it's, you don't question yourself as much, right? It's, it's when the comments are more subtle so what's important is to pay attention to your gut feeling. Does it just feel wrong? Um, if the person is not open to new ideas, new opinions, they're very rigid. If they show signs of possessiveness and jealousy. Um, again, there, these are signs at the beginning, we can misinterpret as, wow, this person really wants to be with me all the time. They must love me. And we misinterpret these signs as carrying, as, as signs of romance, uh, of attachment. Um, notice if they're impatient, if things don't go their way. Notice how they treat the waiter or the waitress. Notice how they treat other people, right? Because these are really little signs that give you um, a hint about the person you're with. They get easily, uh, they get mad easily, then they act like nothing happened. You know, like, let's sweep this under the carpet, get over it. That's also a red flag. They're insecure, but show excessive confidence. They tend to blame others. They lack respect for you or others. 
they're controlling and they'll ask many, many questions, right? Ask about your past relationship to a degree that's like, why do they want to know so much? They have a few close friends, but many superficial acquaintances. They can't tolerate being alone. They're dependent on others, including you. And it could be turned around as you're the only one for me, for example. They run away from their responsibilities. They're manipulative, so they can play head games to get what they want, guilt trip, um, gaslighting, where you're like, I was pretty sure this is what I said or this is what I do, where you start questioning yourself. Those are little signs of manipulation. They take drugs or alcohol regularly or excessively. They put you on a pedestal. So if you have self-esteem issues, it feels really good to be put on a pedestal. I'm overly cautious when people put me on a pedestal because the only way is down. So no one's perfect. When people really idealize you and put you on a pedestal, it's not a good sign. No one's perfect. Um, yeah, it's not a good sign. If you put people on a pedestal or people put you on a pedestal. Uh, if they're ex-partners, their past relationships are not good. So the thing where it's difficult for people to identify red flags, or actually they do see them, but they ignore them, usually is people who have self-esteem issue, confidence issues, or have insecure or anxious attachments. People with secure attachments are less likely to fall for these things um, and less likely to be manipulated, although it can happen, okay? So people are manipulative or are unhealthy. You know, they plug in to the person who's insecure, who has low self-esteem, doubts themselves. It's, it's just a natural magnet and they can use your sensitivities to their advantage. So here are a few questions that you could also ask yourself um, to detect if you're in an unhealthy relationship, okay? These are more warning signs. Do you feel nervous around your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner? Do you have to be careful to control your behavior to avoid them getting angry or upset with you? Do you feel pressured by them when it comes to sex? Meaning, can you say no freely and not feel guilty or they're so disappointed and then you feel insecure? Are you scared of disagreeing with them? So when I say all these things, there's the obvious intense fear, scared, you're shaking in your boots, but I want you to also pay attention to this little fear, right? Because abusive relationships are on a continuum. So meaning when you're scared to disagree with them, it's not necessarily shaking in your boots, but like, oh no, we're gonna argue, we're gonna fight, where you can't just disagree freely. Do they criticize you or humiliate you in front of other people? 
Are they always checking up or questioning you about what you do without them? Right? Beyond the, so did you have fun with your friends? Yeah, what time were you there? What did you eat? You know, gathering information like they're a detective because at some point they will use that information to see if you're going to contradict yourself, okay? Do they repeatedly and wrongly accuse you of seeing or flirting with other people? So, you know, if you have work colleagues that are men or if, if you're a lesbian, women and they're jealous of your female colleagues, um, if you're kind and funny and everybody likes you, do they accuse you of flirting just because you're laughing with people? Do they blame you by telling you that if you changed, if you didn't do what you did, they wouldn't be doing what they did to you? Whether it's, well, if you didn't do this, I wouldn't get angry at you. If you didn't do that, uh, I wouldn't have to lie to you, uh, etc. where they blame you for stuff. Does their jealousy stop you from seeing friends or family just because you can't handle the arguments? Do they make you feel like you're wrong, stupid, crazy, inadequate? Um, and, and some that you're actually wondering if you're going crazy or losing your mind. Have they ever scared you with violence or threatening behavior? And that's, again, not necessarily the obvious where they punch the wall right next to your face. But little things, you know, like slamming the door off its hinges or throwing things, um, really snapping really hard. Do you often do things to please them rather to please yourself or to please them to buy peace? Do they prevent you from going out or doing things you want to do? Basically that you have to be with them. I recall I had a, an aunt who was married to an abusive husband. He wasn't physically abusive, just very controlling, jealous. And I was like daughter to her. And he was jealous of her love for me. So if we were in the car and she was a singer, I sing, we'd put the music loud and we'd, uh, we'd sing, he'd tell us to stop. Or if she and I would giggle and laugh, he would blast the music so we couldn't talk to each other. So do you see how these are subtle? It's not like screaming, shut up and slap you across the face, but subtle signs, right? She and I talk, blast the radio, and then we can't talk anymore because we can't hear each other. And then limiting our contacts. We could, we could barely see us, so he'd make plans so we wouldn't see each other. And then dealing with the backlash wasn't worth it. Um, do you feel that with them, nothing you do is ever good enough? So you're never good enough. Whatever you do is never good enough. Even you're never pretty enough. You're never skinny enough. You're never young looking enough. Uh, you're never enough. Your cooking's not good enough. You don't clean well enough, etc. cetera. Um, do they say that they'll kill or hurt themselves if you break up with them? Um, I know my uncle, that's what he did. My aunt was always scared he'd kill himself if she left him. Um do they make excuses for their behaviors? For example, by saying it's because of alcohol. Oh, I was drunk or I drank or I was high or because they can't control their temper, right? Well, you know how I am 
or let's say they were abused as a child and they use that as an excuse. Or often a um, um, frequent one is, I was just joking. Can't you take a joke? So that, especially with passive aggressive behavior, um, calling you fat or anything. And then they'll just go, this is it's just a joke. And, and then make you feel like you're the idiot. Um, so let's push this further now. These are signs you're becoming a victim of abuse or you're already a victim of abuse. You feel like you have to walk on eggshells to keep him or her from getting angry and you're frightened by their temper. You feel like you can't live without him or her. You stop seeing friends or family or give up activities you enjoy because he or she don't like it. You're afraid to tell them your worries and feelings about the relationship. Basically, you're avoiding fights. You're avoiding the personal blow up or, or even they don't need to blow up. They could just give you the silent treatment. Um, another one I've seen with couples I work with um, one way the guy would punish his wife would uh, start flirting with other women to make her insecure and remind her, you know, if you don't stay in line, uh, I can leave you. Um, are you often compliant because you're afraid to hurt their feelings and have the urge to rescue them when they're troubled, right? Like a, a poor little puppy. You feel that you're the only one who can help them and that you should try to reform him or her. You find yourself apologizing to yourself or others for your partner's behaviors when you're treated badly, right? So uh, he's tired. You know, he had a hard day at work. His boss is on him obviously, or her. So, you, oh, you know, they have anxiety. They're very stressed. They haven't slept in a week. So, so making excuses for their bad behavior. You stop expressing opinion, your opinions, if they don't agree with you. So if your partner, you know they're going to disagree with your opinion, you withhold your opinion. You stay because you feel he or she will kill themselves if you leave. Or some stay because you're scared um, that if, and I've seen that often in narcissistic uh, relationships, the, um, the, the dad or mom is abusive to the partner mentally, doesn't even have to be physical. And they're scared to leave them because they know they're scared to leave their children. They'll know there'll be custody issues and they're terrified for their kids. So they leave uh, they don't leave because they don't want to not be far from their kids and not be able to protect their children. Because narcissists can be really, really um, emotionally abusive to children and not in the way that's obvious, in a very, very subtle way. You know, removing, withholding love, um, preferring one sibling over the other, um, favoritism, you know, only that's always the same kid has to do the chores and the other kid doesn't. So punishing children that way. Um, believing that his or her jealousy is a sign of love. That's a red flag. Jealousy is unhealthy. 
it is not a healthy sign of love. Um, and the obvious, if you've been kicked, hit, shoved, or had things thrown at you by your partner when they're jealous or angry, and I will add any time, you know, um, people shouldn't do that too. And in the criminal code, even if someone just spits on you, it's considered an assault. Um, throw things at you or even has a weapon but never used it. So going to bed with a baseball bat, um, saying it's for robbers, but you're terrified because of the presence of a weapon near your bed. And that's a very, very subtle way to threaten your partner. Uh, you believe that the critical things he or she says to make you feel bad about yourself. So they say you're fat. You're like, yeah, I am fat. You're ugly. You believe it. Um, you're stupid. You're not as smart as the others. So from the obviously abusive to the more subtle ways, you know, uh, meaning a look that tells you they think you're not pretty or appealing. You believe that there's something wrong with you if you don't enjoy the sexual things he makes you do, or she, obviously. Um, yeah, whether things they make you do or you feel guilty or bad that you don't even want to have sex with that person. Instead of seeing it as a red flag, if there, there's a reason I don't want to be intimate with this person because there's obviously trust issues. Uh, you believe in the traditional ideas of what a man and a woman should be and do, that the man makes the decisions and the woman should please him. Some people have been abused as a child or seen their moms being abused, and that's a risk factor because this is the model you've learned. And so you're at higher risk to think that, to be attracted to these kinds of people. So you've seen the signs, the red flags. At the beginning, I talked about positive signs in a relationship. You got to remember that you have rights. Your partner has rights. You have rights. But often when you're in an abusive relationship or an unhealthy relationship, you tend to forget you have these rights. You have the right to feel safe. You have the right to feel loved, to be respected, to just be yourself. You have the right to change your mind, to have your needs met, to say no without feeling guilty. You have the right to change your mind. Basically, you have the right to be happy in your relationship and to feel safe. You know, I'll list you a bill of rights I use with my clients. I have the right to define who I am, deciding for myself independent of external demands of others. I wish to spend my time and energy. I have the right to set my own priorities, to change my limits. I have the right to make mistakes. I have the right to my own feelings and opinions. I have the right to my needs and not having to accept how others may define those needs. You have the right to your boundaries. What are your deal breakers? You have the right to ask for what you want and to develop your own individual gifts and abilities. You have the right to be listened to and to be taken seriously. You have the right to be treated with respect, as I was saying. You have the right to choose to do things alone or with your friends. 
You have the right to change a relationship as your needs change. Because, you know, if, especially in a long-term relationship, we grow, we evolve. You have the right to be told a relationship is changing and not to blame myself or change myself to keep it going. I have the right to an equal relationship and not be dominated or dominate the other. I have the right to my needs in a relationship, expecting some of them to be met. I have the right to be my own self without changing to suit my partner. So that's it, folks. This is a quick one. Don't be shy to put questions in the chat. I'll, I'll look back later on if you can make it live. Have a nice afternoon. It's Wednesday and have a nice rest of the week. Take care. For more information or to book an appointment with Dr. Gina, go to drmandragrano.com or click the link in the description of this episode. or to book an appointment with Dr. Gina, go to drmandragrano.com or click the link in the description of this episode.